0: The Property Pod. 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 Welcome to the Property Pod with MoneyWeb. The property sector is an ever-changing sector, and in this podcast series, your host Suren Naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry. Hello, and welcome to the Property Pod, South Africa's premier property investor podcast. My name is Surya Naidu, and on this show, we gain insider insights from leading executives, analysts, developers, and entrepreneurs in South Africa's expansive property industry. We are changing tack a bit on this week's podcast. It's still a property-related podcast, but we are talking to the CEO of a construction project management company that's been involved in some landmark projects locally and even in Mauritius. And it's headed by a woman who's making a mark in the male-dominated industry. Michaela Benkenstein is CEO of Hodari Africa. Welcome to The Property Pod, Michaela. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. To kick us off, tell us a little bit about Hodari Africa. When did you become CEO? How big is the group? And what are some of the property projects it has been involved in over the years?
1: So, about two years ago, we started the business Hudari Africa. We're a construction project management company. We started with our focus being in South Africa and quickly learned that the trend and the exciting projects were happening sort of on the greater African continent. Uh, so, we focused most of our work into Africa. We currently employ 18 project managers. We have presence in South Africa, Mauritius, Ghana, Zambia, Nigeria, Kenya, and Morocco. Um, I became CEO at the beginning of this year, which was quite a title to undertake. I'm 32 at the moment. But we realized that it is very important, obviously, to have a woman leading, leading the business. And I was fulfilling the role. So it was time for me to sort of take, take it on and embrace um, being CEO of a consulting company.
0: What are some of the projects it has been involved with? Uh, just to refresh, when exactly did you say the company started?
1: Two years ago, so sort of the end of 2021. Um, And so. So far, we have handed over in Mauritius, the precinct, which is um, Gateway Real Estate Incomes Building, which is that the four-star rated sort of green precinct in Mauritius, which is fantastic. And we've handed over Sinti which is a hospital in Mauritius. We currently are busy with Ineo at Tatu City, which is in a free trade zone in Kenya. We finished a data center in, in Nigeria. And then we have a couple projects which are currently in design or early stage. Stages of construction across the continent.
0: So you've done a bit uh, outside South Africa's borders. Mm-hmm. The Mauritius project, the precinct is quite significant in that it's the island's first five-star green-rated development. Do you want to share some insights on that?
1: Yeah, so that was a really exciting project to be involved in. It's obviously called the precinct and it really um, it has sort of a, what we call in Africa, a bain arm of um, Unity House, which is bringing together the group and it it involves a lot of sustainable materials. It's a sustainable building. It obviously being in a difficult climate in terms of heat, et cetera, is in Mauritius. So there's um, smart air conditioning systems, smart building systems to deflect heat. Um, and yes, not just Mauritius, but the entire Indian Ocean It's the first green star rated building to achieve that rating, which was really iconic to be involved in. And we are incredibly blessed to have been selected as the project managers and ultimately part of the Gateway family in delivering that project.
0: We'll get to that and as well as, uh, you know, the relationship with not just Gateway, but uh, GRIT Real Estate Income Group uh, shortly. But just some insight on property development in South Africa and Africa. How is uh, the property development market currently for the group? Because certainly from a local perspective, commercial developments are not the boom that we saw like maybe seven years ago, considering the economy and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so I must say, as I stated at the beginning of the chat, is sort of we started out as a South African business but realized that one, I believe, in the consulting space in um, consulting and development space in South Africa that the market is very saturated. There's many people fighting over the same piece of bread. And when that happens, fees get pushed down, quality gets diminished and ultimately it's just a fighting game. And so we realize that there is there's a lot more work happening in Africa. The projects in Africa are obviously a lot of them have sort of international investors, so you're looking at a dollar-based fee income which helps bringing the money back to South Africa. Um, so the struggles we're seeing in South Africa from an Africa perspective obviously help South Africa businesses working in Africa. We saw a massive boom 2023 in Kenya in investment um, as well as developments in Kenya and in interest. We've unfortunately seen a bit of a downturn currently. The sort of political climate as well as their current loan repayments are a sort of creating a bit of a bottleneck in terms of investment into Kenya, but we're seeing a big pickup into Mauritius. Uh, we've got a couple hospitality projects surfacing in Mauritius as well as the medical medical side is really being pushed in Mauritius. I think post COVID the it was very obvious that Mauritius was short on high quality medical care. And um, so delivering the project like Sintelian hospital, we've got another one in the pipeline with Gateway that really pushes um pushes the need into the market for something like medical. Um, we've got circling in, in Ghana a couple of big opportunities coming out. And so ultimately, unfortunately, I would say in South Africa, we're still in the downturn of the economy. We're not seeing an uptake yet. But in the rest of the African countries, there's plenty of opportunity as well as foreign investment taking place.
0: You have covered uh, my next question a little bit about further projects outside South Africa in terms of uh, all the projects that you've mentioned. But perhaps you want to share a little bit of insight in terms of your relationship with the likes of Grit Real Estate and and Gateway, which is part of the group now, and obviously leveraging of those relationships to secure some of these really, really uh, landmark projects, as it were, in Africa.
1: Cool. So, of course... We do have a close relationship with Grit and Greer. Um, We're blessed to be ultimately called a part of their family of partnerships. And that comes from delivering excellent work. You know, I always always joke that if you use this at your job, you're not gonna be invited for a beer after work. And if you're really good at job, you are considered a friend. Um, So we have developed a good working relationship with them. We have helped implement systems across their business, which in turn help us um, deliver projects more efficiently. Um, we are obviously a preferred partner for them in terms of getting and getting projects delivered. They trust our delivery sort of methodology, which is having a, a contract, a, sorry, a construction project manager on site delivering the project, managing design from a field. We have a lot of their pipeline secured, but obviously there is still a a pricing process so they go to other other project management firms and as long as we can deliver sort of within line of other people's fees and, our, and we continue to deliver excellent service then I assume I hope um, that we will continue to to win their work um, but yes it is a close relationship and ultimately I think the the best part is when your clients become your friends um, and you're able to sort of harmoniously work in a relationship of collaboration and cohesion and just deliver excellent work. So that's where we are with the Gateway group.
0: do you have partnerships with other groups because on your website I see like uh, historic projects I'm not sure if it's under former directors but projects like aspen's head office in kzn for example
1: so hudari was was formed and sort of reborn at the beginning of twenty twenty one but we had a previous director donald borthwick um and he delivered he delivered that project under hudari group um and so there aren't direct sort of current relationships with sort of Aspen, but we have delivered those sort of projects. We work quite closely with the likes of the VNA waterfront um, with growth Point uh, with redefine and so but the relationship that we have with gateways is, is a little bit different. it's a little bit more special than that
0: Just talking from a personal level, uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, I've been told that uh, you once were a pro cyclist. Besides sharing some of that, it's that you might want to share a little bit about being a professional and a CEO in what's, you know, it sounds like a cliche question, but it's still pretty much a male dominated industry.
1: Yeah, very much so. And I think it's something that we get asked all the time. But sort of about myself, I am a a mom of two little girls. Yes, I did dabble in professional cycling. You know, I think we all – I joke that I'm probably going to die at 50 because I had my midlife crisis at 25. Um, But I decided to stop working, take up professional riding. It was – didn't really work I got very bored quickly but ultimately I love riding my bike it's my escape and what I do. Um, I spent this weekend on her APSA um, training camp and that was really really incredible to enjoy <laughs> and see and see all the women that are striving to achieve great things and ride sort of the Cape Epic this year. Um, Being a CEO well it's pretty new I'm a month in but ultimately you know I was asked a couple of years ago, sort of, who's your mentor in the industry? And I found it really difficult to find somebody who was actually in the construction consulting area of business and was a female leader of a business. She's a very male-dominated industry. And I decided then that my goal was to become CEO of a consulting firm um, in Africa. I'm not sure if there's another one. If there is another one, they should please reach out. But right now I'm taking the the title. Um, And You know, I find that respect, understanding cultures, and being humble goes a very long way. I find, I must say, that in African cultures, they are significantly more respectful than in the South Africa culture. To a woman sitting across the table from them, they will listen and understand. Um, And showing that respect both ways has gone a very long way for me in developing relationships with other consultants, contractors, and clients.
0: Well, it's good to hear that. You know, it's almost unexpected because uh, we in South Africa might think we have a lot more women on boards and that sort of thing. But it's very interesting to hear. And I suppose it's good for you uh, considering the group's growth in Africa. Before we go, what are your expectations for the property development and construction sector and project management, which is your key uh, area? Going forward in Africa, I will ask, uh, considering most of your projects are outside South Africa at the moment.
1: So I see massive investment and in projects coming out of Egypt. I understand, obviously, there's both political and economic turmoil there, but there is a heavy investment both from a data center as well as commercial office space into Egypt. So I think that there, we're going to see a boom there in the next two years. I think that... Um, we shouldn't discount East Africa. I think Kenya is going to have a little bit of a hard time, but there's obviously Rwanda and Uganda, which which are booming. I see a heavy trend going back into hospitality. Obviously, post-COVID, there was a massive sort of reduction in that market. But we're seeing hospitality in all regions picking up, and there's a whole lot of hotels which sort of missed their – refurb timeline due to COVID and so there's going to be a lot of hotel refurbishments or new builds and which is obviously a very exciting place to be and building a hotel is probably the most exciting project to deliver so we're hoping that we can get in there on a couple hospitality projects and obviously healthcare is always a very safe bet you need hospitals Africa's growing, the population is growing, more people get sick, more people need to be fixed. And so that's a safe bet. And I think, you know, there's there's been, there was a massive boom in the data center data center space in Africa, and that slowed down a little bit. I think the high interest rates, high construction costs in Africa, a lot of the data center players have gone, okay, well, it's cheaper probably to build in the Eastern Bloc in Europe. Um, but we're seeing again, a bit of a spark of interest. They understand there's mass cable landing stations on the African continent and that they can leverage those Cost of power is better. There's just that barrier to entry where building in Africa is more difficult, but from a project management perspective, that's your bread and butter. If you can make it easy for an operator or developer to deliver in Africa, you've got the golden ticket. And so that's where we're really pitching ourselves. It's like, we can get it done in Africa, ask us and we'll make it happen.
0: Michaela, thanks so much for your time on the podcast today. That was Michaela Benkenstein, the CEO of Hodari Africa.